2: Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, or follow us at the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, or popculturecosmos.com. Also, our good friend Rafael Barlow at NBA Draft Junkies. And, of course, everyone here at Lakerholics.com. It is truly appreciated. I want to go ahead and give a big shout-out to Michael Weisenberg, who stopped by earlier this week on the Lakers Fast Break. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's kind of reflections with some of the people I interviewed over the course of the past 12 months. If you get a chance, please check it out on the Lakers Fastbreak Channel. And of course, you can hear our championship podcast with me singing, We Are the Champions. Oh, okay, me trying to sing, We Are the Champions. You can go ahead and check out, plus all of our great banter that we had on that show at the Lakers Fastbreak Channel as well. Well, it's been about a week. And for some of you that's listening, it'll be a little bit more than a week since the Lakers have won the 2020 NBA World Championship. And yes, it still feels good. As but I mentioned, uh, yes, it does feel great, actually. Yes. Although I'm still, I'm my emotional high, I've come down off of, so I'm kind of still feeling a little bit flat, kind of. But I know Laker Tom is probably going to go ahead and energize me with all of his crazy stuff that he's going to be talking about. But I know for each and every one of you, there are people in your lives and also people out there in social media, whether you've been watching, whether you've been following them, that have had great reactions one way or the other. I know for me, it's been a lot of congratulatory as far as from friends, from family, from people in my life, also from friends that I have out there on social media. A lot of it has been congratulations on the success of the Lakers. I'm so happy for you. For others who I've appeared on shows for or who I know are Laker haters, it's also (laughs) been a lot of silence right now because there's a lot of anger A lot of stuff that's boiling and festering for them that the Lakers have indeed won their 17th championship. Sorry again, Bill Simmons. It's 17. Deal with it. But here today to talk about that and also we're going to grade out the Lakers as a whole as far as the team, the players involved, and also some more subjects as well. Our three great guests indeed. You got to be part of what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. I'm going to start off with the main man, indeed, the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, also going to mention as well, you've got an awesome, awesome blog at medium.com. So please follow that as well. And I know you, being Laker Tom, had a lot of people reaching out to you this week.
1: We've waited for this for 10 years. These guys who are sitting here next to me have had 10 years of my glass half full while their <laughs> glass half empties have come true. So it's just been a wonderful feeling. Um, What makes it even sweeter is the way the Clippers fell apart, the way the Celtics didn't make it. I mean, those are all things that are dear to the heart of a good Laker fan. So uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm still in a high from the whole thing. Um, I think that uh, what's really interesting about the entire situation, Darius Soriano had a great tweet, which is he pointed out that since 1985, the Lakers have not won any standalone championships. Every one of their championships has been part of a two, a two, a repeat or a three-peat. So that tells you exactly what I'm thinking as we move forward. We're going to win multiple championships. Um, like Raphael Barlow pointed out, LeBron James is nowhere near close to being done. He may play well past he's 40 years old, and the Lakers are just getting started.
2: I hope they are getting started. I hope it's something that we can
1: count on as far as. Gerald, you can't be negative now. I I hope. I said, I hope. Gosh darn it. I said, I hope. It's got to be full.
2: I can hope. (laughs) Uh, No, my glass is not full yet. My glass was full for one night of celebratory drink, and now it's back to being very cautious. I live in a cautious time. There's a pandemic out there, so you'll forgive me for being a little bit cautious. He He
1: won't forgive you yeah <laughs> well that's like Tom, but i
2: am the man that's I'll also
1: give you a i'll still chastise you, know, you for it well there you go that's course, true that's true. when all fair, of us are being enough.
2: celebratory and all of us are keeping our just eyes all over the place because we're so happy there's always got to be one person that's keeping an eye for the betterment of the team and you know what i will be that guy well, thank you very you much thank <laughs> you very thank- much thank you Gerald.
1: there I you go it. i appreciate it jamie we don't need it, Gerald, but that's fine. Well,
2: we always need someone to keep their eye on the ball. Or right. was it Robert De Niro that goes?
1: We're going so fast, there's no need to have a rear view mirror at this point in time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my
2: gosh. Well, we're one LeBron or AD injury away from maybe changing your mind on that. So.
1: Knock on wood. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Keeping my fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, so you hush, right. young no. man. You hush.
0: Yeah. That's
2: right. Yeah, well, That's- Jamie is here as well. Jamie Sweet with his five great things always on Lakerholics.com and as a blog editor as well, my friend, and also a very sensible man indeed, That's right. unlike some others on this show who I still have great affection for. As a member of the Glass Half Empty Club, <laughs> as we should call it right now, what are your thoughts uh, You know, out there as far as in the past week? How has it been for you Have you gotten a lot of support? Have you gotten a lot of haters? I want to hear your thoughts on, on if you got, like me, even a little bit of a mixture of both. I mean, I live in
0: L.A., so it's, it's a lot of positivity here. Uh, it's, you know, it's a high degree of, 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 of positive vibage. Of course, there are always the people who are the naysayers. And I don't like to think of myself as a glass half empty or full guy. My glass is full <laughs> of proct- practicality, uh, of, of honest fun. assessment and not unvarnished optimism. I appreciate a healthy dose of optimism. I think optimism is important, but it cannot be the defining characteristic of a, of if you 're going to be critical of things on a blog but that's the difference in style between Laker Tom and myself. One of the reasons I feel like our blog is a lot of fun to be on, and I and it's it's the, the important thing to remember is that you know we're, we're all just opinionating. We all just got thoughts and are talking about them, and that's that's the most important thing. Is that at least at this moment in time, we still live in a free society where we can express <laughs> our thoughts. Not according to Laker Tom. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, he, like you said, you can think it. He'll just chastise you for it, which is fine. That's, that, that's, he will. That's,
2: that he will.
0: That's what I like to call a good-natured ribbing. So, at any rate, I am very. I'm still riding a high wave. Uh, I definitely hit, you know, as, as reality interceded itself with my Laker excitement, you know, obviously you kind of get distracted. And then in the quiet moments, I found myself being like, oh, my God, we did it. Like... <laughs> we're champions like this is ridiculous like what happens next year when we can finally have fans and like they put the banner up on the wall and like staples finally gets to go nuts like you know all those players deserve a huge huge fan vocal fan support and whatever audience is allowed to be inside the arena whenever that happens in the future if hopefully they don't cancel the cba on account of a few measly bri points uh you know i it, it's going to be interesting to see how these there's a lot of you know disparate details that need to come together before the season starts next season season but uh, or next year rather but you know i am still very excited i'm still very hopeful that we'll get basketball starting i don't know hopefully no later than late mid late january well it's now uh, possibly
2: what... even looking to what mlk uh yeah uh, they're, just, they're already yeah. starting to push it back yeah. I,
0: which is smart i think i mean i don't know we can get into that later point being i'm very excited and uh
2: there we go there you go but also here today with us is a great man indeed because he's had a just a definite love for the Lakers, and in an area where he is surrounded by the former world champion toronto raptors and their fans It's been a harder deal for him as a super Lakers fan indeed, but he is one of the great blog editors from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And Sean Grice, AKA Magic Man, I'm sure it's been a whirlwind of a week for you as well.
3: Oh, it has been, Gerald. It's been a crazy week. Uh, Went into work on Monday beaming with a smile on my face and saw just a bunch of sad sacks who were just so disappointed. (laughs) That the trophy was leaving the country and going back home. Um, well, they've ha- they will have the NBA title longer than anyone else.
1: That's yes, true. That's
3: true. That is true. That is true. It happened during a pandemic.
1: They might be like Trump and refuse to give it up.
0: No, they're Canadians. <laughs> they're decent people. They're Canadians. Let's, let's not Absolutely. equate. Yeah, I agree with the
1: you. Great, on that the great
0: the
3: great white north. Only because they're of the style. good sports. Not because very good
2: sports.
0: Of, yeah. You,
3: you, What's interesting, Gerald, is um, we were all talking together, and and somebody had mentioned, you know, in any other year, we would hate the Lakers' guts for winning the finals. No, they still hate the Lakers' guts. Just go to Twitter, and you'll find enough guts being hated out
2: there for the Lakers, Mm -hmm. unfortunately.
3: Here's here's the caveat, though. Most fans would say this year is a little different. Kobe died. and it's hard to hate. I don't know around. about that,
2: my friend. I, 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 yeah. I think there's still a lot of vitriol out there for against the Lakers and jealousy out there that the Lakers won. But go ahead, go ahead.
1: Sorry.
3: Okay, Gerald, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little, a little tale that uh, somebody said. Okay. I have a friend. I have a friend named Dex. Dex okay. is a huge Sixers fan. I'm sorry. Worked, sorry to yeah, hear that. He also, he also works with us, so it was him and a bunch of Raptors fans around, and he says. You know something, man? I can't I can't hate any player anymore like I did Kobe Bryant. It, huh. That will never happen again. I said, what do you mean, Dex? He said, Kobe put on the Mamba mentality every time he stepped onto the court. And if you weren't wearing purple and gold, you would want to eat your heart out. And Dex was saying, I'll never hate a player like that again. Never, not LeBron, not Giannis, not any, not Zion, not anybody. So it, it it's a little different with LeBron winning the title with the Lakers.
2: Well, uh, go ahead, uh, Jamie. I think you, did you want to say something?
0: I just agree with that completely. I think that this is that there's a lot of extenuating circumstances to this season. Not just the pandemic, not just Kobe, not like, but uh, so many different things. Like all of it taken together, I think that I, I mean, uh, Twitter is always. Uh,
2: Twitter is I, like the petri dish. Well, if you dish want to of, find vitriol, just go to Twitter.
0: It's the petri dish <laughs> of society, right? Like yes. it's where all the 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 castoffs and the and the the chafe and the blood and the offal end up in a big pile at the bottom of society, and then they get together. Sometimes yeah, it's no, really and it can it. be funny. No, and like it's 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 funny when like it comes together in a way that like it can in a like as a slow moving corporation like point at something and say that's funny or that's bad. Like those are cool moments. But in general, I find the Twitterverse to be uh, highly annoying. I don't have a Twitter account. I I, I glance at it from afar and I go okay, cool. <laughs> It's about as close as I can get. I'm like, yeah, you guys go. I, I kind of tapped out at Facebook. I added Instagram when I had a child because I knew that there were relatives I had on Instagram that would kill me if they didn't see pictures of my kid playing in a park or whatever. So I was like, all right, <laughs> and that's where it ends for me. Like I've I've even come close to being like, all right, Facebook, you and I, we had a good run, but I don't need to see, uh, you know, any half of what I see on this, like. <laughs> It, it just isn't it just isn't positive or constructive it's, it's too easy to just blather out some nonsense and walk away and you know it's like a weird kind of you know mind grenade that people toss and it it, it does an often a lot of time not always as you say there are some good things about it and it's a great way for people to kind of keep in touch uh in a way that's like a, a little more on the surface than facebook um but in the end, I find it to be a, a, a place. But I think that there's going to be so much to look back on from this season that will be uh, a lot more of the league and the owners and the players and the you know the 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 people that make the NBA work coming together rather than fighting amongst each other. I mean, we've seen in lockouts past where it can get bad. Uh, and I uh, I think that, you know, there was a lot that w- w- showed how the, sp- the spirit of like how when, when people really do work together towards a common goal and have like a specific and well-defined common goal in mind, we really can't accomplish anything. And that's as big a win for me in this moment in history as the Lakers winning a championship. It It does me a, a world of good to see humans able to accomplish something on this level this well.
1: Bravo, uh, bravo.
2: And as something that Jay Williams said, I think was the day after the Lakers won uh, early in the morning, he indicated, and rightly so, that yes, the Los Angeles Lakers won the world championship for the NBA, and Tampa Bay Lightning won the title for the NHL. But the biggest number is zero, in right. zero positive cases in both bubbles. And I think that's the biggest win of all. And both leagues, not just Adam Silver for uh, maybe coming up with the concept and then the Indiana Shell adapting it as well, both leagues for the time, the money, because this can't be profitable ventures for either. This couldn't have been anything that they really wanted to go ahead and say, you know what, we're really going to bank on this because we're going to make a ton of cash. Because, no. And you're seeing it now with the numbers that are coming out for all sports, all sports Bad. viewing, especially the NBA. NBA is getting roasted, but people are forgetting that baseball, football, hockey, NASCAR, all, all these sports are really down right now as far as the yep. ratings are concerned, which is should be a concern to everyone out there as far as the viewing habits. Maybe it's streaming, maybe it's other things that are coming into play, maybe it's a concern, which is a concern because more people are home and available to watch TV than ever before. So that's something these sports leagues have to address going forward, each and every one of them. But I think overall, like I say, it was a success. And obviously we will say that a little bit jaded because it was our Lakers winning the world title. But still, I think for both leagues, they can say undoubtedly, as we're seeing more cases in the NFL, we've seen plenty of cases in baseball. We've seen plenty of cases, certainly in college football, that they were able to go ahead and provide a plan that we were nobody was sure about going into it and i've got tons of podcasts already that people can listen to to see and hear our thoughts on that but it sure paid off and paid off well so you you can add the WNBA to the
0: success uh, exactly exactly
2: although some of the rooms for the wm god bless those girls because they just did not get the the best of treatment i think from the league itself i think they should have been put in a better you know they should have been put on the same campus as the the as the nBA I think that would have probably been a best thing for them. I think that they could have created more space and would have made it just as uh you know a great experience for them. I saw the horror stories early on, but you're right no no cases for them as well, so they should be commended as far as them to an certain extent. but I think they should have been given equal status at the NBA. if you're gonna got- go go ahead on this time of type of venture, you gotta go all out for for all I these gotta-
0: leagues. They got the motel six treatment
2: yeah yeah i mean you can see some of the horror stories there but they did come out of it safely and congratulations to the WNBA championship from seattle that team is just with sue bird is just they're going to go down in history as uh, some of the great wmba teams of all time and she will grow down definitely as one of the great players indeed but let's get back to the lakers right now and again i'm on with the guys from the lakerholics I want to go ahead and just reflect on this season as a whole. You guys have had some great stories already and great thoughts on your reactions, both from friends and foes alike. But here we go. We're going to deep dive into the history part of it and where this 2020 championship season lies in or should lie in Laker history. I'm going to have more thoughts on it as far as an article, but I'll share some with today. Know that Laker Toms asked us to write articles on this and I will have extensive thoughts. In fact, I'm already a thousand words into it. But Sean, I wanted to ask you this. I'll start off with you, my friend. Where does this championship or where should this championship lie in Lakers history and Lakers lore?
3: I think as far as lore goes, Gerald, it should rank right up there. I would put um this one right up with the the magic revenge tour against the Celtics. I, I think those two are really close to one another at this point. I think also just in terms of our history, now that we're tied with them, it is extremely important. It is the most important right now, even though we're living in the moment. But I still find that um, I want 18 so bad now. I know we just <laughs> got 17, but I just I want more. Remember. I want more. I, I want, want more. I <laughs> <laughs> I want one more than them and I, and I guarantee Lakerholics that when we do get 18, I will go there and I will make an ass out of myself just to allow myself the pleasure of living in a universe where we finally have one more than them. Well, yeah, one of my favorite sayings right now, Sean, is this,
2: problem. remember, ass is part of my last name.
3: But I will go ahead,
2: Jamie, and talk to you. (laughs) It's right there. I can't hide it.
0: Right there. Never, never put it together. But now I I don't think I can unsee it for the rest of my life. Yeah. See.
3: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
2: Hey, Lakers fans! Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles. Jamie, I know you've had some thoughts as far as where this sits in Lakers lore, but I want to go ahead and talk to you about just where this sits. For because for me, and I, I, Sean, I understand the the Magic Revenge Tour is awesome and getting that off of our backs is just so great. You know, it was was so great at the time for the franchise as a whole. I got to put this just a notch up of that, just because of the sheer emotional roller coaster ride from being in Shanghai and not knowing whether or not you're going to get out of the country, you could be imprisoned, you could be held up. The the tensions that were there were were very real. They were very real. And going from that to the highs and the lows of the season, obviously covering Kobe's death as well, but Jamie, I want to hear your thoughts on where this ranks cuz for me this is number 1 over the Magic Revenge Tour cuz eventually Oz were going to say we were going to overcome that with Boston. But we never expected a season like this.
0: I think that it's 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 on par for me personally. I mean, it's hard to rate championships. They're all kind of amazing. They're all they all have their own sort of special. There's a special challenge. I would say the only one that like actually felt anticlimactic was the one against uh, the Allen Iverson Seventy Sixers, where somehow they won one game, but we steamrolled the entire playoffs, and it kind of just felt like this is going to happen. Like they're, they're, I've had little doubt that that team was going to win a championship. Every other time you got to kind of think like, well, I mean, this is a pretty good basketball team. They might beat us in four out of seven games. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that, that to me is always kind of the thing is that I, I have a high respect for the level of competition at that point in the season. You know, you've got two teams that are, uh, you know, playing in theory at the top of their game. For me, I think this one actually kind of my favorite up until this point was actually the last one Kobe won because uh it was his his defining moment as a Laker, I felt like it was like whatever happened after that, he had A, he had won more than Shaq which there was, you know, Laker fans are divided, right? You know, it's like, they, they, they are, some are like Shaq guys, some are Kobe guys, and that's fine. That I'm, I'm a both guy. I, I appreciate what both can bring. Uh, I do feel that Shaq kind of loafed on us the final two years of his Laker life. Um, and that's something that, that rings as sour to me, but Colorado rings sour to me with Kobe. So, you know, there's, nobody's a perfect human um, and you can only learn. And I felt like, you know, and that's the tragedy of, kobe's passing is i felt like he had learned i felt like he'd you know had taken a huge hit uh from life and had done the best that you could do to like you know go back and try to repair repair the damage that he uh, that he had you know created um so when he won against boston you know it was really just one of those like i mean that team had kobe and Powell, and not a whole lot after that you know there wasn't a lot of like star power on that team outside of kobe and Powell. it was kobe powell and phil were the three biggest names uh on that Lakers squad so that that team and this team kind I'm of compare to pair, pair similar to me in that, that he, you know after lebron and ad you got a pretty big talent drop off uh for the next best player on the team uh you know you it's any any number of four guys on any given night so and those laker teams in the 80s were pretty stacked you had four future hall of famers starting you had a potential hall of famer you know at any you know when oh, and i'm the not talking about
2: the best team i'm
0: just saying no, I where this championship I stacks up it stacks it ties for me the, the kobe's against boston ring number five for kobe we beat boston in the modern era which hadn't happened in forever uh you know the last time had been back in the 80s so it was you know those and i i will say that there is still a part of me that kind of wishes it had been Lakers Boston this year, because it, there's just nothing like it. You know, it's like, it's like, and, and I know they play in the same division, but like Yankees, Red Sox, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like,
2: this is like, it, it's hard. Most- to, it's, it's hard to recreate. It. I mean, and we're going off of memories now. I mean, for me, totally. I mean, if, if Boston had made that finals, it just wouldn't have the same because you're not having, uh, you know, Michael clotheslining Rambus. You're not having those dirty <laughs> moments. Right. You're not even having the intensity of what we saw in the mid two thousands. This Agreed. is uh, this is something totally different. And while they'll try to bring it in, yeah. it's just not going to have that automatic same unless something happened that would have caused that. And I'm not sure in that bubble format the way it was. And now that everything's regulated and there's no hand checking and there's no. You know, the only way you could really go ahead and spout off on people is on Twitter and all that. It's just, it's it's harder to have that type of massive feud. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's just harder. Plus, also the fact that we're so much older now, and there's a whole new generation of basketball fans that never even knew what that Boston LA series was like.
0: Well, that's what i would like to reintroduce to planet earth is that is, <laughs> uh, is that that level of like i mean I, it's arguable that that like doesn't exist like in the same way anyway and maybe that's one of the things that twitter and social media has helped create right Is like more connectivity and less diver- divisiveness over r- regional location uh at least in sport obviously if you look at the electoral college there's certainly <laughs> an element of regional division uh but um You know, it's just one of those things. You, you, I, I, there is will always be a small part of me every championship uh, that's like it would have been like two percent better if we had beat Boston. Like not a lot
2: better. I'm not saying well for me it's satisfying because again I lived through it, you lived through it, Tom lived through it, right? But to someone that's like, for instance, my daughter who I I had a
1: well. You got to let the glass get full.
2: It's not going to get full. Sorry. It's, it's, it is always of gonna, practicality. <laughs> yes. It, it was full of enjoyment for one night, and there we go. That's right. But that's right. again, someone who experienced for me, this is also probably maybe a little bit more jaded on my part, why this was so special is because I got to enjoy this with my oldest daughter, who is now a huge Lakers fan. And for right. that, something I could have never imagined. That's awesome. Uh, you know, even in the 2010, she w- she was – you know, only five years old, so she couldn't really fathom anything that was going on uh, at that That's point in time. That's how it is with my daughter yeah, right yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if your daughter is 10 years older and this happens 10 years from now, you're probably going to feel the same way that I do. But Laker Tom, I want to know before we hit the half hour, if you can go ahead and touch on your thoughts on this. I mean, where does this rank, you think… You are a fan since the early 70s, from what I'm about. I've
1: seen 11 championships. So there you go. Every one of them in Los Angeles. So there you go. So I'm going to uh, ask you, where does and this I'm, rate... And I'm still, I'm still alert enough that I can remember them all, you know?
2: Well, um, we'll, we'll yeah, maybe that's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, touch and go there. But uh, <laughs> I'm,
1: kidding. I'm kidding. He's going to get me back later on, folks. No, but, listen, the, uh, I, think, I think beyond a doubt that this – There's a lot of factors that you have to take in, and I think it's like everybody else has been saying. This was such an unprecedented situation that we faced. This was, you know, I felt that the entire Lakers championship was like a shining light, just like a beacon out to the rest of the world that, that, hey, things can work. You may not be able to keep the White House safe from coronavirus, but the damn NBA can keep themselves safe from it. The Clippers may not have been able to and the Bucks may not have been able to have the wherewithal and the mental tenacity to survive the bubble, but the Lakers could do it. But, well, I want to
2: say this: remember, the Lakers at one point in time said they wanted to vacate when there was when both the Lakers and Clippers at one point in time when it got. I don't have to believe that in a second. Well, I'm not going to say I believe it. I'm, I'm just telling you no. what what was said in the reporting. Sure they that, was said done.
1: that was just that's basic posturing.
2: Oh, I'm sure it was, but I'm just telling you specifically that Uh, You and I both know it's just posturing. You and I both know it's just posturing. But go ahead, Sean, real quick. I'm going to get back to Laker time, but go ahead, Sean, real quick.
3: Gerald, I I was just going to uh, just piggyback of what Tom was saying there. The two teams that were most prepared for the bubble concept, free bubble, wound up in the finals. Whether or not people want to admit it or not, the Heat were prepared for that kind of environment, and so were the Lakers. They both executed their game plans. They made it to the finals. I thought it was a pretty good finals for, for you know, I thought it it would, I was worried it might go seven, but it turns out it, it was a bit of an elongated series. And I'm really proud because I had my doubts. I was a skeptic. I didn't think the bubble would work. I well, was wrong.
2: I think a lot of people thought the bubble would work. I thought the first time you would have more than two or three cases that they would shut the whole thing down. But yeah. thankfully that never happened. And and also very thankfully the league, both NHL, WNBA and the NBA looked at the science of this and they made sure to have their eyes dotted and their T's crossed. And anybody who was again, crossing the lines and making either mistakes that were just like, you know, with Luke Williams or, or even <laughs> Bruno Cabolo and things of that nature. Yeah. Well, there you go. That, they would go ahead and make sure that protective measures were put in place. They had everything lined up. I remember when the 100-page report came out as far as how they were going ahead and, and the procedures involved and what you can and cannot do once you're in the bubble. People were just going all over the place over it. But again, what is the ultimate success? They achieved it. But Laker, Tom, I wanted to get back in touch with you in regards to what your feelings were on this. So, I mean, you've seen it all. As far as from the Lakers standpoint, and you've seen all 11 championships, and I agree with you, what they've experienced this year is going to be like no other team in history. Maybe ever again. I I, I don't think we'll, I mean, if we don't have another bubble, this could possibly never happen again.
1: I think it was a transformative year for the NBA. It's a transformative year for society. We're going to go back to a normal that is not like the normal that we've had before. The way that we go to work, the way that we go to school, the way that we watch sports, all of those things are gonna change. And I think that one of the things that we're going to recognize as we move forward is this is a, this is a start of another Lakers dynasty. And I don't think that that's Barney or glass half full or overflowing. I think it's the reality of the simple fact that the Lakers are better positioned by the big market contract, the TV contract they have, the fact that they have the best two players in the league right now, the fact that they have excellent ownership, excellent general managers, excellent coaching, and a team full of guys who understand their roles and came through and produced right when they had to. There's a lot to be said for the guys who say, I want to run it back because this group of guys was a dominant. They didn't just win this easily. This was next to the Series next to the time when we went 16-1, and this was the next best effort ever seen in an NBA Finals. And forget the Clippers and forget the Bucs not making it. The Heat gave them everything they could handle, and they could only win two games. Well, this is about who's best in the regular season. This is going to be remembered as one of the greatest championships in the history. It won't have an asterisk next to it. It'll have a gold star next to
2: it. I agree with you 100% on that. This isn't about the who was the best during the regular season. This is about who is the best during that four- to six-week run in the playoffs. And you know what? The Lakers and the Heat were. And they were. that's why they were in the NBA Finals. Sorry and all apologies to the Clippers and to also as well the Bucs and all that. But again, you didn't make it. You, your teams didn't make it. They just didn't have what it took, whether it was in you know in a bubble or not. It's a, you know just we can have this argument every single year about the playoffs about oh this team was destined to go but they just didn't make it because they lost in the second round but they should have won. You know you can have that every single year about teams. It, it just it gets ridiculous. They didn't make it. Clippers fans, out. Clippers fans, and but, Yeah, well, Clippers fans and Buck fans. They just got to realize you know what. You need something more, and you just didn't have it. Go ahead, Sean.
3: Yeah, Gerald, this, th- that's why I love ba- the playoffs and basketball. It's the ultimate team sport. It's the ultimate equality sport. Here's the difference. In baseball or hockey, you can ride a really hot goalie, or you can ride a really hot pitcher or a bullpen to a World Series in football it's one game take all in yeah. a seven game, Quarterback series game. In, in in a seven game series in basketball you find out which is the better team at Who that period of time better, at that team.
2: period of time we're not talking about in December we're talking about right. at that period of time and Correct. and people have got to come to grips with that you know absolutely let's go back to the use, the Lakers repeat of the early 2000s the year after when they had Carl Malone and they had Gary Payton and they got off that tremendous start I thought that Lakers getting a championship then was a shoe in, but you know what? They had to go through the playoffs, and they had the injury to Malone, and he was never quite the same. And Detroit give them all the credit in the world. They had a game plan that targeted where the Lakers were vulnerable at, and they were the better team. And yeah, I could team. say woulda, coulda, shoulda all I want, and Shaq and Le- and Kobe can all say uh, you know or that they did for the final years of Kobe's life. Well, we should have stayed together. We would have won two, three years more. Well, we didn't. They didn't. Um. And we just have to go from there. But getting back to what we're talking about with the Lakers as a whole, I think it's, again, you're going to hear more of my thoughts or read more of my thoughts on Lakerholics.com coming up next week. But it is got to be during the circumstances, because of the circumstances, that it is the greatest championship for me. Uh, you know, and where it lies. But let's talk about the team themselves. It's not the greatest Lakers championship team. I know he might have an argument with me, but I think <laughs> it's it's far from the greatest Lakers championship team. It is a two-person-based team with everybody else knowing how to play defense. And that's the big major scheme. But I think it was also Frank Vogel is such an important key factor. And that's what history should dictate, is how important Frank Vogel's vision and also Rob Palenka I'm going to give him final props. I did, have, you know, I was always on the fence when it came to Rob Palenka because he didn't have the background or experience enough. I wasn't sure, but you know what? I'm going to give him for finding the right pieces that fit the defense. Now, are they the greatest number three through five? I should say because number one and two are pretty damn good. But I will say this: when it comes to the team as a whole, there are things that are going to be needed to take place. they are going to be needed to be changed. they are going to be need to be fixed, and that we'll talk about coming up next week because we've got a lot of ideas we've already measured out. We've already talked about or written about that. We want to talk about on next week's program on next week's roundtable. But for this week, we're going to give out grades for this year. And yes, we give out grades for the team. It's got to be an A plus because ultimate thing is the championship, right? So that's not in question, but Laker, Tom, I'm going to start with you real quick. Cause we're 36 minutes in. I want to go ahead and ask you real quick on a grade for Frank Vogel.
1: I get Frank Vogel an A plus. You know, I, I sort of took a dictatorial position with Lakerholics.com and and announced on behalf of everybody whom I thought were the- You take a dictatorial position? Wow, that's a stretch. (laughs) It goes back back real quickly. It goes back to my, my disdain for the regular season awards and the fact that there is no awards other than MVP in the finals for production in the playoffs, which are really the second season and the only season that really counts. So, well, I announced for LakerHolics.com a series of awards. And my owner of the year was Jeannie Buss. What a shock. My executive of the year was Rob Polenka. What a shock. My, my coach of the year was Frank Vogel. What a shock. <laughs> my most valuable player for the year was LeBron James. And my defensive player of the year was Anthony Davis. What a, what a six shock. man? I'd to say that if you look at the entire content of the season, that any of those decisions. Should not have been close to a unanimous decision.
0: Okay, so was, let's, Caruso, was Caruso your six man?
1: No.
2: Oh, there you go. Okay, a surprise there. All right. Well, getting back real quick, we got other topics to cover. Frank Vogel for you was an A plus. Jamie, yep. Frank Vogel for you. I would say uh, Frank Vogel A plus. Rob Polenka
0: A minus. Jeannie Bus A plus. Okay. Uh, what's, what are
3: Sean's grades? What are Sean's grades?
2: Yeah, Sean, go ahead. For Frank yeah, I, Frank Vogel, Genie Bus, and Rob Palenka, we'll go with those three.
3: Uh, a A A.
2: I'm gonna say for me, Frank Vogel's an A plus. Rob Palenka is an A. Genie Bus is an A. I'd say a B plus. Reason why That's, is the uh, the, the PPP that, the PPP yeah. thing gets me, man. The PPP. That's why I dropped it. Yeah. The PPP yeah, th- gets okay. me. I'm sorry. That's a full grade down in my book. The PPP thing, you remember when I spoke to you on that on the air, yep. and I was I was really miffed by that. That that was a bad look for the Lakers, a team worth four plus billion dollars, to go ahead and do something like that. Especially when there are other businesses, small and large, that really really needed that cash. It's just that was that was a bad look for whoever did, and and unfortunately it goes all the way to the top as far as whether right. she knew it or not that somebody filed for it. it-
0: and she did the right thing and immediately after the fact, you know, yeah, and that's did why the Rob right Palenka gets
2: a little bit of a downgrade for me from being an A plus, because the fact that that's his office that he's running, you know, right. he's got to be responsible. He's the VP no. and GM. So no. again, you built a great championship team and Frank Vogel a-plus on his defensive schemes because really defense won this championship for the Lakers. Let's just put it into any great detail. Anytime the Lakers found anything of success, they it was based on defense. I'll get to you in a sec, Sean, but he deserves an A-plus from me. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my
0: favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue
3: to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years.
2: Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on over 30 more podcast outlets.
3: Yeah, Gerald, I I just wanted to say um I I completely understand what you mean about Genie and the and the uh, misappropriation of funds there. That that wasn't cool at all. As a first responder, I wasn't happy about that at all. Either. It's a bad look.
2: It's a bad look. bad look. I yeah, they gave the money back and all that, but again, that's an embarrassing look for a team that really did need that money. Yeah, every team, every company at that point in time needed some type of future cash. But just think of all the people that in the in the Lakers' lives that are closely directed to the Lakers that could have let them have that money, or borrowed that money, or put that under the table, or something like that. You know, it was only four million dollars, I think, or uh, was I don't know some small paltry yeah. number comparative to the relative value of the Lakers team that really made me mad. But again, A plus. A A minus for Roblinka and then B plus for Genie. So there you go. LeBron. A A plus. To do the things A-plus. he does at 35. I think it's unanimous. We get he gives A plus. Yeah, A plus right there. So that's not even let's not even go on that because that'd be just 10 minutes of hero worshiping that I'm sure <coughs> you know anybody out there that's not a Lakers fan really doesn't want to hear. Uh yada 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 yada. A D yeah, exactly. A D. Uh, he gets an he gets an A plus too. I'm gonna give him an A plus because he was everything that he he oh A oh my gosh he was everything that we expected and more. Uh, he, needs like, be, he needs to be like, how I'm to have,
1: better and and he still has those games where he doesn't get really aggressive. Yeah, agreed.
2: Okay, so yeah. well, you guys give him an A, I give him an A plus. Same level, LeBron. I, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I see him. I saw him grow a notch. I saw him move up a notch. Uh, yeah i saw him move up to, to one of the best five players in the nba but go ahead magic man
3: Number yeah, I, 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 I would say other than getting in foul trouble anthony davis plays defense as hard as he can when he's out there yeah I mean, he brought that mindset happening for him.
2: he brought that mindset and he was defensive player of the year and he, he deserved he should have won it but go ahead magic man real quick ray uh yeah, A D A plus. There you go. See two A pluses. We're right on that, guy So, huh. and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding on that. Okay, here's gonna be the fun one. Kyle <laughs> Kuzma. All right. Ooh. Kyle Kuzma. Him in order, what
1: kind of order are you following? I'm going.
2: I'm going. Just the first ten players. That's it. The first ten yeah. players in the rotation we're going to deal with the fun one right now. Kyle Kuzma. You're, you're,
1: you're past the other starters, which
2: I'm not dealing with starters. I'm, t- I'm just going first. What was perceived to be number three on the team. Yeah, he was supposed okay. to be okay. the third number best player. He was supposed to be number three on the team. Unfortunately didn't materialize as such, but he still was an integral role player. Improved his defense by leaps and bounds, even though I agree with Michael Weisenberg. He does have happy feet and loves to jump. And just, if you do a fake on him, he's going to jump out the building. But he does play like substantially by leaps and bounds better than the Matador defense that he had last year. So for that, I give him good effort. But offensively, it's still just nowhere near what it should be. Uh, nowhere near where he wants nowhere near he perceives it to be because he perceives him himself to, to be at this level and he unfortunately it's not at that level so right now i'd give him a c i'd give him a c Ooh, oh so, brutal that's a brutal because game. the so right, offense be, his offense be. took a t- took a definite step step back but go
1: ahead laker tom I think he's a solid B. His playmaking, his defense, his decision-making, <laughs> and his team attitude were totally in tune. team attitude, good. talk he to never, his trainer. He never went off on his own. You know, he, he really deserves a great deal of credit for the performances that he put in and the effort he put in. He was an energy guy. He was one of the best cutters that we had on the team. Um, and he probably was the best defender that we had against a lot of the smaller guards. Um, I actually think that the guy could make it as a shooting guard for the Lakers, but he's not going to get that chance. He's going to be traded. Um, Well, I I don't
2: think, I don't think he has a bond with LeBron. I think that trainer deal back in December, I really think that's going to, that stuck with LeBron. You saw, I saw the interactions between those two and it's, it's uh, Kuzma wanting all the attention from LeBron and LeBron's just like,
1: you know, just I think you're reading too much into body language. Well, that, well, we'll see next year when he's he on another
2: team. An if, he's on real-
3: if he's on another, if he's on another team, ask uh, ask yeah. Mer- ask Rio about body language.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Magic Man, I want to hear your thoughts on a quick grade for Kyle Kuzma.
3: Uh I'm pretty much with you, Gerald. I, I think he's a marginal B minus C plus guy. Um, offensively. Here's the thing with Kuzma, he does pretty much everything either good to well, but he doesn't separate himself by doing one or two or three things particularly well, in in a way that could separate himself as a third guy. So, just he's a hodgepodge of this and that, and like you said, the defense did get better. But I, I just feel he's just that marginal, you know, just kind of skimming by, just a C plus.
2: Well, again, he's a late round, first round draft pick, so we got to put that in perspective. He has more than met those requirements. That what many other
1: and individuals part of the championship team, you got to remember that too. Uh,
2: yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. So he still gets a C from me because of what the promise and with the things that he could I do and did he do win win. in the first two I years
1: he didn't contribute as much as
2: he did. Again, C you what do you have for a grade, real quick?
0: I I actually I give I'm with I, I agree with Laker Tom on this one. I give him a solid B, and I and for the following reasons: one, I I have like everything else, you know. Not only are the this is his first playoffs, this is his first playoffs, his first NBA Finals, his first time for being under this meet trying to meet this level of expectations. You know, scoring 20 points a game next to Lonzo Ball and Julius Randle – I that doesn't hold as much weight for me because who else is going to score? Like Lonzo Ball couldn't put it in the throw it in the ocean that year. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I think D'Angelo Russell was played a year with Kuzma, maybe, maybe not. I can't remember. Uh You know, I just feel like he, based on what I think he wanted his season to look like. And how he expected himself to perform all year long, based on like what he talked about coming into the season before his foot, you know. And don't forget, he played through that first that foot injury coming back for a good. Yeah. That really sapped a big chunk of his. Early he season. he was talking so, a
2: big game during the uh, the. He was,
0: and according to summer. Popovich, yeah. But according to Popovich, he was playing great before the, you know, hit yeah. for Team USA. So I I I would like to see which I'm not 100% sure I'll get a chance to see, uh, Kyle Kuzma, I give him a B uh, because I think he found a level of expectation that he could meet, and he went out and did it. And I th- I think Laker Tom's point about him being like a team-first guy, despite him probably feeling like he under personally underperformed, is a real boon, both for him going forward and the Lakers. I mean, he I think he probably learned more, than any laker about himself this season in terms of coming back from a serious injury rising to the occasion in a in a in a in an a environment that nobody had ever been in and, and he'd never been in the playoffs and you're doing it for the most spotlighted franchise in sport history you know it's like Yankees Lakers every year right like which team is like more beloved by planet Earth, you know. They're oh Yankees, oh Lakers, oh Yankees. Oh. So, in that regard, I really think you know he he found a, a, a he found a way to contribute. A lot of guys could have pulled the uh, oh I'm not scoring the twenty points a game. I, I well, Matters. I'm not sure if that. I mean that 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 seemed to be his health really. You know, waiters to me is a huge. Uh, it's the same thing in the seating games, right? Everybody saw how Dion like balling hard in the, in the seating games, and you were like, this guy's going to be like a 15, 20 minute player in the playoffs. I don't think he saw anything but garbage time. And then he started having migraines.
1: Defense, it's defense, man.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? I wasn't going to put
1: him in the game because he didn't trust him. And right, that's
0: so, the adjustment that Kuzma made, is that he
2: embraced that level of, of that aspect
1: of our team. And got that trust. Okay, so right.
2: you guys give him a B, Magic Man a little bit lower. I'm a little bit lower than that. A, I'll be nice, C+. Plus. There you go. I'm, I'm grading on a curve now. All right, let's run through these real quick, less than 30 seconds on your synopsis, guys, because like I said, I want to finish within the hour. Let's go with Caruso, man, B, the Magic B, Man. I'm going to give B. him an minus. A-. Just got to improve that outside shooting. His defense was spectacular. Became a, you know, a playmaker that, you know, was satisfactory. I mean, he, he could do enough for you as far as that filled in that role, at least for the first couple weeks of the playoffs. So that was very helpful. But the things he brings, as far as the intangibles are concerned, are just truly something that you cannot replace on your team. He is the type of glue guy that you need on your championship. and, to have him go that i'm gonna go ahead and give him an a minus magic man
3: uh I will give Alex Crusoe a solid b there you He's go. A great um there were more there were eight players in the uh bubble playoffs who had twenty or more steals. Alex Crusoe was the only player off the bench who, who did that. I would say this. I don't recall Alex Caruso receiving a single vote for sixth man of the year. Yet he proved to be more valuable for the Lakers than Montrezl Harrell was for the Clippers. Or Lou Williams. Or Lou Williams. Jamie,
0: go ahead. I I mean, I'm a huge Caruso fan. I've, I've loved him since the G League. I watched him play in the G League and thought, this guy might actually see some time on the Lakers at some point in his career. And he far eclipsed that <laughs> for me. So uh, I would I would have to agree with the A- minus grade for Caruso for the reasons listed, but also tip of the cap to the Lakers' development system for finding guys like Caruso, nurturing their talent, getting them through the G League, getting them to the big club, and having those guys make an impact. You know, that's exactly what I believe the NBA envisioned the, envisioned the G League kind of being. Like, you're not going to find the next LeBron in the G League, but... You're going to find the next Alex Caruso. That's for sure. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's that's a huge thing that every basketball team needs. You need that guy who's not on a huge deal, you know, not s- soaking up a bunch of cap, and who is having high impact in levels that ne- don't necessarily show up in the box score.
1: Laker, Tom, real quick, Caruso. B-plus. You know, I separate the A players of the guys who are the real difference makers. Those are the guys that you –
2: I think Caruso is. A, you
1: he was have, a uh, Yeah, I think he, he was, was. He's <laughs> the guy who the A players are the guys who you couldn't have won the championship without. I don't so think we would have won the championship without a Caruso. A B plus the B yeah. players are the guys who were major contributors, but you couldn't do it without them.
2: I don't think we would have won it uh, without without
1: Caruso. I'm I'm gonna be just, just out of
0: curiosity, it. how do you equate Kuzma and Caruso's
1: impact? Like, right. who had more impact? Oh, I gave Caruso a B plus. I gave Kuzma a B. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Rayshon
2: Rondo. And if there's that's anybody what I gave that Kuzma we can, minus, no, So, I'm sorry.
1: So, so, yeah.
3: so, so, playoff yeah. Rondo gets an A. Yes, I was, That's right. what I was going to say. Playoff, if there's I anyone gets that an gets two grades here, well, A minus and my an book. A.
1: Okay. And KCP gets an A minus in my book. Okay. Well, one the four A's. Those are the well, four A's. Okay. Well, hold on. The guys that we could not have won it without. One at a time. Playoff a time.
2: Rondo gets an A-plus for me. Uh, you know, regular season Rondo gets an F for me. So right there in the middle, you've got something right there. But you know what? There is playoff Rondo. He knows there's playoff Rondo. Rondo himself knows that, the, that he turns it, tunes it up in the playoffs. So I'm giving him an A-plus for playoff Rondo. Jamie, real quick on Rondo. I, I would give Ron, I give Rondo a B plus a
0: minus, And for the following reason, one, he didn't play the whole playoffs. He was, he was injured. He didn't have the impact. Throughout the, he missed a bunch of games in the beginning. Uh, other guys contributed and held the fort and helped us move past Portland. So I, that for me, dings is great a little bit. Also, I've, disagree that the moniker should be playoff Rondo. He disagrees that the moniker should be playoff Rondo. And right here and right now I would propose a change and call it hyper-prepared Rondo because I think the difference in playoffs and regular season is that he's able to, he's, his mind is such, and this is where he and LeBron are on the same level. They can dissect a team Seven games in multiple ways to the point where they can point at the weakness and say, this is the point we have to push through on and this that's the difference it's not that his playoff mentality changes he has the same mentality he, he just doesn't old. have the same he, he just doesn't have the same opportunity to face the same team between four and seven times. So I think that that's something that needs to kind of be factored in more in the public discussion of this. Uh, I don't know. Mythical I follow
2: statistics and he's pretty horribly uh, a nightmare in the, uh, well, as far as during the regular season. He hits, he tries to hit yeah, home runs I and he he's a single
1: game. Is, doesn't have the same level of importance for anybody. Exactly. Well, uh, obviously, yeah, I mean, but there's a clear,
2: there's a clear playing, divide. There's a, a clear divide playoff. between playoff Rondo and regular season Rondo. You know this. the
1: difference between the first round so, of the playoffs so, and the finals. So, you know, so, you can see that elevation. Go ahead,
2: Sean. We're not. We're never going to yeah. ar- stop arguing on that. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Gerald, uh KCP gets uh, a beef for me. Yeah,
2: that's a good dollar grade. I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> because one uh, day on he's team. here, he was a magician. One day he's here, one day he's not. You know, there were several games where he was really struggling. He plays hard defense, but again, when it came down to it, and the, and the Lakers needed him the most, he, he they they were rewarded with great KCP performances. So I, like I said, I, I'm going to give him a B. I, I'm going to give it a B. I I go ahead. I just
3: think, yeah, I just think everybody after KCP, like KCP Rondo so they upped their game from the yeah, regular season i to agree play. plus ad and lebron so we had five guys but remember kcp
2: LeBron. had had some really bad games too in the playoffs you got to remember oh, that did. as well everybody's he gonna did. have bad games in the he playoffs did.
3: but, but I, I think i think everybody after well danny that, green's
2: I, case he had a lot of oh, Christ.
3: Christ. But we're gonna get to I, him I, in a I, second yeah, C- yeah. no no i was just gonna say everybody after that gets his T for me
2: everybody oh, okay. Okay, so everybody else gets a C for you. Okay, well maybe Javale might be another issue, but Danny Green, Danny Green, I don't know how you say. it. Maybe D for Danny Green.
1: Uh, D for I think, D- uh,
2: C minus for me. C minus only because of his defense.
0: His defense was real. His defense was consistent, but he was the third
1: highest played player on the team, and you just you just need more. I didn't know we were doing this on on, F- on production per dollar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, I,
0: I, if we were, to say just then saying, Caruso Danny Green, the player. Like the, the Danny Green, the player, he's <laughs> on a Green two-way deal. Was, <laughs> was a D. He's on
2: a. Because he was.
0: Well, man, B- yeah, man, man, Everybody B-
1: was a minus. C
2: for Magic. Man, you heard Jamie. Led the Laker team t- in
1: net rating, third in the, in plus-minus for the whole series. Whenever he's on the floor, good things happen, and it's because he did a lot of right things. I mean, I screamed at him all season long. But when you look at the numbers and you look at the trust that his teammates have in him, and you look at the various things that he did, giving him a C is an insult.
2: Oh, I gave him a D, so there you go. I insulted that's,
1: him even more. That's almost as bad as as saying that you want to take away Kuzma's ring. I didn't say I was I mean, going to take it. Really I am ring. not that's saying really, to take away his ring. I'm not saying to take away his ring. That's really too much. That's I, really I, too much for a guy. He didn't play at all. Oh, what I would floor. say, he,
2: what I would say, he wants the floor. The
1: we win games.
2: That did, well, you know what? I'm sorry. That's my thoughts. That's my feelings. So I'm entitled to him. Thank you very I much.
0: I would argue that when LeBron's so what, on the floor, we win games. So what grade would you give Danny
2: Green? So what grade grade would you give Danny Green? I, like I gave him, a give G-. him minus.
0: I gave him a C minus. I give him a D. I gave him the same grade as Kuzma. I give and I give I give KCP a B minus B plus A minus. I, I gave give KCP I, I gave, an A minus.
2: I give KCP a B. So there you go. We all thought he did well enough. There was some really again. I, that's, we got to
1: go ahead because we got to shut down real quick. Well, you you must have some Fs for waiters and Jr. and uh, Cook. And I have and, like
2: NCs and not complete. <laughs> no, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Get out of it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Not that's, that's why, why they're not so on my not list. We're going to give you a grade. They're not so, turn in
2: homework. Well, I'm not, like I said, last last three right now. This is going they to be did fine. their jobs, man. Mar- Let's go with Marquise first. Marquise, I'm going to give a a B minus because the fact that, of that he didn't get to play as much in, at certain spots. But he, I tell you what, he performed somewhat well, played saw somewhat good defense, although he was a target when he was on the yeah. floor because they I wanted to get shoot at him. He played good for what he would expect. For a guy that they picked up off the waiver wire.
1: One of the best defensive yeah. ratings on the team for the whole play. But again,
2: he was he got to admit he was a target a lot for for the other team to go at. And you know, Miami oh, Falcons
1: against AD and LeBron. That's
2: why oh, he, he becomes a target. Forwards. That's why he becomes a target. That's why I'm just telling you. I like I said, I was uh very happy with the production that he gave us. He yeah, he he shot as well as anybody that that the Lakers had out there for the he led, the, the, team. He led the
1: team in oh. three-point shooting. Shot as well. That's leading the team in three-point shooting. Look at your stats. And what would, what percentage would that be, my pray tell? That's 49. not wrong. 3%. Like I said, that's
2: pretty darn good. But still, no again, sure. it's for a guy that's coming off the waiver wire, I t- I'll take that any way I can get it. So go ahead. You're going to give I, him he's an he's a-, a too.
1: He's a solid B plus and probably the most important player for the team to bring back this uh, I next I to Anthony Davis.
2: Okay. Well, I would, I would go say I'm going to give keep a B, solid so, B. There you go, Magic Man.
3: Yeah, I, I, other than the three-point shooting, I'd give, but you know, a B minus. There you the, go. The see, three-point shooting was fantastic. Okay, thank you
2: for helping me grade this out. Inst- instrumental and in taking the Rockets down. Dwight instrumental, Howard.
1: Dwight Howard. Who are the most important five players? Everybody, each one of you. One well, let's, finish the, let's finish the grades. Let's, Dwight, like, Dwight Howard. Dwight
2: Howard. There you go. Let's go with Dwight Howard because we're already in an hour in and we're going to lose people right at an hour and three minutes. But go ahead, Dwight Howard.
3: minus. B. B. I would
2: say B minus. Uh, right there for you. Depends. You know, depending on which Dwight Howard was able to play. You know, he got played right off the court in some occasions. But some I, occasions, I, I, like in, appreciate- against Denver, he was extremely valuable. So you are never sure which which Dwight Howard you were going to get.
0: You never got a guy that, 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 and this goes out to a bunch of guys. You never got a player who was like going behind example. the teams back to the media saying like, oh, if only I had played or, you know, anything like that. Nothing, nothing from, you know, it was such a departure. I mean, I remember when Glenn Rice was on the team and his wife was like, you know, Glenn's got to play more. And it was like, there was nothing like that from this team. Nobody like, nobody had a moment where it was like, but what about
1: me? Why or, nobody gets know, less than a C on this team.
0: Uh, I, I mean,
2: let's, uh, let's. Okay, then. Okay. Oh, okay then. Uh, okay, then. And
0: how he was.
3: Let's to grade. finish this off. Okay. Fin- okay.
2: Magic Man, what real, real quick on on D Howard?
3: Yeah, I, I'd give him a C. Okay. <laughs> Laker. <laughs> Tom, last but not
2: least, ja- <laughs> Javale McGee. I want to hear this from you first, Javale. C McGee. Plus. Wait, what did she say? C plus? C plus. Yeah, I plus. give him a C plus. <laughs> but I thought I thought you said no one gets less than a B. Less than a C. A less than a C?
1: Okay. I, I you, have don't, to, you don't uh, win a championship. And like Jamie says, contribute to the team even if you didn't play. I would say a C-, a C minus. I would
2: say a C minus for me personally. Uh, C minus or, or D because because of the fact he couldn't contribute once the playoffs hit. But go ahead, Jamie.
1: Yeah, but he I won don't. a lot of games for us in the regular season.
2: I don't, that's two different things. Overall, JaVale's impact is huge,
0: mainly for the psychic bonus that provides Anthony Davis, knowing that should a center not named Anthony Davis be needed, one could play, Uh, two could play, really, including Dwight. So I think that that in and of itself is a bonus. Uh, I would say C-plus for JaVale, A, for being the best cheerleader on the squad. He had some great moments on the sidelines, Uh, and he, again— Good videos, good videos. I mean, honestly, like, you know, there is something to be said about not, like, sapping the energy of the team, especially in an environment like the bubble, where, like, you got to imagine, like, Lou going to the strip club, like, hit Quai and Paul George in a way that was like, come on, man, like, we're trying to win something here, like, we're trying to be serious about this, like, why are you going to the why are you kicking it at the club bro like even if it's not getting chicken wings for
1: Kawhi and and point
0: being is like nobody on the lakers (laughs) took those steps nobody on the lakers went down that path you could have right any one of them could have i agree with you mcgee could have any number of guys could have been like you know what i'm not playing i'm not going to be a part of this i'm going to be a distraction not like maybe intentionally but like you know end up being a distraction and they all had the discipline and the mental acuity not to be and so that to me Nobody, I would say, you know, I can't even give Danny Green a D. I, I, you don't win a championship with a with a, a D. Fine,
2: I, seeing as how I got that, I will give him a C minus.
0: There
1: you go. All right, That's all right. I feel very right, right. shamed C- him in. Shamed him into, shamed into C- the guy
3: All right. Uh, not but only that, he
1: on. might commit suicide. He reads all of these tweets. He's probably listening right now, Gerald. Oh, I'm sorry no, to hear not. that. But you no. know, Danny Green, fifteen million dollars a year. Listening. Come
2: on. Come on.
1: Yeah, he ain't listening. He's yeah. working on his own, yeah. his own jazz.
2: He's got yeah. and he's, he's got a he's got a fantastic fiance that planning their marriage or planning their life together at this point in time. Yeah. I wish yeah. them yeah. all yeah. the best yeah. A yeah. tremendous yeah. life together. Yeah. So I wish him all the the, the success in yeah. the world. But yeah, it's fifteen. On another team. <laughs> uh, you said that, not I. But go ahead, Magic Man. Your thoughts on JaVale McGee.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll just give him a C. Okay. Fair Easy enough. Job. Fair enough, fair enough.
2: All right. Those are our fun grades for the Players one through ten on the Lakers roster.
1: Next, can week... you, Gerald? Can you do me a favor and and tabulate everybody's votes again? If, if if everybody could send their votes in, I'd like to publish them on the site. Oh, jeez uh, Just put no, so they can just listen to the they listen I, I, to the yeah. podcast. No, well, let's 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 get some documentation because of potential it's going to be instances. documented on the
3: podcast.
1: <laughs> I post. I want them the to listen list to the
2: podcast. It helps my ratings. But right, go ahead, Sean. Right. If you're
1: afraid to, if you're afraid to turn in your numbers. I'm, not afraid, I'm afraid to turn my mom like to my mum. I'm on post. Facebook Live for crying out loud. I just shared it to 20 15, 15 groups. Go ahead, Sean. For free go on, Sean, Sean go saying. ahead.
3: You wanted to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I already posted them on the blog. So that's yeah. right. Good
1: man. Good man.
3: Then now nobody's going to want to listen to the show.
2: Thanks, man, saying, for ruining it.
1: That's what I'm saying. All right. yeah, sure, no. they want to know why did you give Danny a D, man. I mean.
0: hey, ended up a C-minus. Danny showed some extra credit
3: can we move on to dissecting the the clippers all right since we're already <laughs> over the
2: limit and people have probably left us already because our anchor says one hour to three talk out. about the clippers yes yeah, so let's talk about real quick less than five <laughs> minutes because we've been waiting get... patiently all right all Ty, would Ty Lue yeah. have made the difference he just got he just got the head coaching gig at, at the clippers he got bumped up from associate head coach to head coach you're already saying no sean so go ahead no, yeah. he would not have made the difference for uh, them getting into the that game seven, winning, or maybe getting into the Western Conference Finals again to lose against the Lakers.
3: I don't think so, Gerald. I think if everything's equal and you replace Ty Lue with Doc, the same result happens. Maybe, maybe they get there a different way, but I don't think they win it.
0: I will add that it's not like Ty Lu wasn't there before he was part of the coaching staff. So yeah. it's, you know, he had every opportunity to, to, you know, have a, an effect beyond which we saw. And so I, I, I mean, who's going to stop Lou Williams when you're outside the bubble and he decides to do what he does. I mean, you know, Lou Williams is Lou Williams. You know, he was early in his career. He was a legendary, uh, you know, sauced player. And that's just, you know, there's some guys who that's, what, they are who they are. They, they got a rebellious streak. And that's I, I, it's what makes Lou Williams great. Right. Like he has that. I don't give an F about what you think of me. I'm going to go out and shoot this ridiculous shot. And I'm going to make it, but he just didn't have that mojo. They didn't have good shooting
2: going. They there were did not there were into, more underlying issues yeah, there. There are that, a lot of underlying that, issues that I don't I, think Ty I, could have been a major difference for. But no. will it make a difference in the future? Who knows? I
3: think they're also going to
2: make some tweaks and changes as well. But go ahead, Sean.
3: Yeah, I was just going to finish, Gerald. I, I, I just my final thoughts were: we don't really know what kind of coach Ty Lue is. Let's be honest about something with That's the a Great the point. Dad. LeBron came back to Cleveland after playing four hard years of defense. He had rubbed out a lot of um, rubber on those tires, and he did not play a lick of defense for about three and a half years in Cleveland. And some of that was under Black. Most of it was under Tyloo, and I don't know what kind of coach Ty Lu is at this point. I really don't. Well, we're
2: going to hopefully find out here in the next coming year or so with the Los Angeles Clippers, and we'll see where that lies. Yeah, don't get started on David Black, because that could be an all-day podcast. But Laker, Tom, real quick before we hit up Daryl
1: Morey on the way out. I have to wonder whether Ty Lu Jason Kidd, uh, and <laughs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> because he was on that staff and, and he could see all of the problems that were going on there. Um, and I think it's kind of funny that they didn't immediately give him the job. I think a lot of the other coaches who were looking at that job kind of shied away from it because of the way that that team imploded. All of this stuff about Kawhi, you know, being getting the extra treatment and all of this living in San Diego, being late for every practice and so forth. There's no leadership in that team. I mean, it's like Raphael and I said during the earlier podcast, Lou Williams wouldn't have gone to Magic City if LeBron James was on that team.
0: Alex Caruso no didn't go to his
1: sister's wedding. And, and the other thing that really strikes me as going to be hilarious is I'm going to love watching him on the Clippers bench knowing that he turned down the Lakers job every time we kicked their asses here. <laughs>
2: there you go. going <laughs> to have said that. See, that, now of all the things you said on this broadcast – I think that is by far and away the best. And the most honest and the most honest and the most intelligent.
1: There you go. Yeah. There you he's go. got he's got, a, a, good he's, good good. got to, he's got to be looking at when but, he saw, you know I mean just imagine the next championship parade when we walk through them yes. on the way to it. I, that's I, going to be, to be the sweetest development. It's going to go gonna by Staples, Staples Center. That's going to go
2: by Staples Center, that's for sure. Okay, before we head on out, Daryl Morey, he's leaving Houston. He gave his resignation. Maybe he did enough damage uh, to the league or whatnot, whatever you want to say, whether or not I agree or don't agree with the comments that he's placed that got this whole thing underway because uh, you really don't want to say it this time and get a whole country mad at you. So I want to hear your thoughts on his tenure. Do you think it was a success? I think for a small market team to reach the level of success over the years and to be at the point where they were just, what, 23 or 26 3 point misses away from getting into a NBA finals where who knows they could have won. I think it was a success for him over the course of the years. I think he brought a new way of thinking analytically that is needed uh, and that was needed and part of the Lakers success in the playoffs going five out going small ball uh, has to be attributed to the way he designed and, and was an architect for his team. Sean, do you concur or what are your thoughts on Daryl Morey's? as, you know, his tenure as Houston Rockets GM.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Gerald, 100%. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, eight straight years in the playoffs, I remember when the trade for Harden went down, and that was a shock to the NBA universe, just days before training camp. And I thought that at that time, it was an ascension of one team and the descent of another because I don't think Kevin Durant ever got over the fact that they traded James Harden, but not Russell Westbrook. Tom?
1: I've always admired Daryl Morey. I think he's one of the best general managers in the NBA. Um, And it's so hard to win a championship, especially when you've got teams like Golden State on top of you or like the Lakers were on top of, of teams in the West or the Celtics on top of teams in the East. Um, There were some great Portland teams that just could never make it. There were there, you know, and the same thing was true of the Houston teams. And I think more than anything else, it, it goes to the superstars, you know, Harden's Harden's inability to really perform when the chips are down is something that you couldn't have counted on. You know, I mean, he's so great during the regular year, but he wears out or, or something happens when he gets into the big stage that he just can't come through with it. So I think Maurice going to have his pick of jobs that he wants. A lot of people would like him. There was a point in time when I was hoping that the Lakers would go after him. But I think he's a great general manager and his his tenure at with the Rockets was a huge success and they'll have a hard time replicating that.
3: Go ahead, Sean, real quick. Yeah, real quick. I just wanted to say a lot of the great minds that were in the, the Houston Rockets front office are gone. Some have moved on to Minnesota. Others have moved on to other places. The new regime is on their own. This reminds me of um, uh, forced resignation through guerrilla tampering by Tillman Fertitta. Fertitta's there he, disaster, there man. Is, there, there he is in the New York Times begging Donald Trump to help him out. Yeah. And he calls Chris Paul's contract the worst he's ever seen in business or sports. That's a real insult to Chris. Chris is a hard worker. He's worked really hard for that contract, proven himself. And he doesn't deserve for, for Tita uh trying to blast him like that.
2: So we'll just bless him with Russell Westbrook's contract. That's so much better
3: instead. <laughs> but
2: Jamie, go ahead. Finish on the I way out. I would say this about
0: the, the when you're when when your GM gets as much press as your best player, I think that that's a problem for an NBA franchise. It means that you are and I feel the same way about Mike Dantoni, that that you are Larger, if you are larger than the product that you're putting forth for people to consume and for the competition to go up against, but you don't touch the basketball and you don't shoot it and you don't do things of that nature, that's a problem for the team. Uh, It it indicates to me that you have inserted yourself into a process uh, on the back end in a way that will never show up on the court. While he has had some great impact in the field of analytics, uh, I think that in a way, once you kind of go down that path, so, I mean, we all said it when we eliminated the Rockets, that they they were a one-dimensional team. They could only play one way of basketball, and it was, in essence, the purest version of what Moray and Harden wanted to do. And it didn't go very far, and I don't think it can go very far. Barring injuries to another team's best players, I don't think they could ever beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. Even if they were like – None mysterious. of the teams
1: we played could have beat us in a seven-game series. Oh, yeah. And they did that, just as well as the other three teams. No, the he did better. He uh, did a little better. He did much a game better. They they the did, better. I mean, that's that, – One I believe more game it, better, that's all. I,
0: I believe is the definition of better. So, well,
2: he'll get a job <laughs> you
1: know, when he wants <laughs> to go you know, ahead. I don't know <laughs> what you want. Oh. Like, you know, oh, the, I, the, I think that your – The problem you have with Maury – and with Dan Tony, is that they just don't value the old style, old school centers. That you value. They don't they, value they don't defense. The no, no, they don't, don't
0: value the defense. The they don't value defense. They they ignore an entire half of the basketball court.
1: That's not true at all. That defense That's that they put all. together with that small ball team no, was one of the best that to, in the that, league.
0: That is that is an that is a fallacy because they did not put that, to, that, not put that to, defense together. The assistant coach who isn't there anymore put the defense together, and that is well documented, dude. So we are
3: way
2: have, over our time, guys. But again, go ahead, Sean. You're raising your hand.
3: Before we go, Gerald.
2: Let just me just, just ask
3: three of you gentlemen one question. Why didn't Dwight Howard play like this in Houston? Because if he did, they probably would have beaten the Warriors in that seven-game series. And they probably would have beaten the Cavs in the finals. Why didn't he play like that?
1: Didn't grow up yet.
3: Exactly. Sometimes
1: He hadn't grown up yet.
2: Well, sometimes it takes, takes more, a little yeah. while before you go ahead and realize what you have. And
0: uh, so I didn't like that anywhere up until this year. I mean, not even, not, <laughs>
2: yet yeah, she agrees. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right, on that note. <laughs> yes, okay. on that note, indeed. But again, we truly thank everyone for listening and watching. If you need to go ahead and get a hold of any one of us, head on over to Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, Laker Tom's awesome, Medium blog page. You gotta go ahead and check out his blog page at medium.com under Laker Tom. It's Sean Grice, aka Magic Man, Jamie Sweet under his five great things. We'll be putting out more stuff there in the coming days. Got some great articles, including myself throwing something up there for Lakerholics.com. Thank you so much for watching and taking the time to go ahead and listen to our show. We'll be back again next week with another round table. Hopefully, if I my head can take it. Because it's certainly <laughs> been spinning. But we'll go ahead and see if we can do this once again on some more great subjects as the championship roundtable continues right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.